Hello and welcome to the QA Therapy Podcast. Are you looking to improve your overall testing and quality practices? My name is Sergio Freire and I'm a solution architect and a testing advocate at X-Ray. And my name is Cristiano Cunha and I'm also a solution architect and test advocate. And we'll be your hosts and QA therapists throughout this series. In this podcast, we're going to tackle some of the most common testing and quality challenges that we all face in our teams. So if this sounds good to you, keep on listening. We live in a connected world nowadays, where we use our devices to be always online and do not miss a thing. We came a long way since the devices that just did and received calls. Now, they have become personal assistants and windows for the online world. This has shaped how we see the world and how we address developments that now need to consider mobile as a first-class citizen. All of these changes have forced us to rethink how we address testing for mobile. To assist us on this topic, we have a special guest with us, Barish Sari Ali Oglu. So before welcome uh, this guest, let's just see what brings us here. What are the symptoms that you may have been feeling that has brought us to hear this, this podcast? So ask yourself, do you have recurrent complaints that your mobile site or application is not usable? Or do you struggle to validate your mobile developments? Or even are you losing mobile users and you're not sure why? Or do you have doubts about what to test or what versions of the SDKs do you should use? Or even are your mobile validations taking too long? Or is it too expensive to have all the devices you need to perform mobile testing? All these are symptoms that perhaps you, you, you may not have a mobile strategy in place or that one that you, that you have is maybe not up to the challenge. Maybe mobile was never your first concern and is always relegated to the future because we fail to give it, let's say, its proper importance or we hide behind the cost of implementation and maintainability. Most of the time, investing in mobile means making a mentality shift to think mobile first, not only by investing in mobile testing, but also changing how we approach the development and delivery of applications for mobile. So let's step a bit to it, into this topic. And today, uh, as Christian mentioned, we have here with us Barish Sadioglu, our expert QA therapist to assist uh, on diagnosis and prescription on these symptoms related to mobile. Barish has published a number of papers and books within the software engineering profession and usual, uh, is a usual speaker in several conferences. And we kind of met uh, several years ago before the pandemic. He, he has founded TesterU and is a lecturer in several universities. Welcome, Barish. Uh, are you comfortable on our QI therapy couch? Yeah, thank you, Sergio and Cristiano, for, for inviting me, having me here. Everything is perfect. Uh, I have very nice memories in Portugal uh, also, <laughs> so where we have uh, first met. So I remember it always positively. So when anything comes from that part of the world, I am always positive. And today I'm happy to be with you. <laughs> Good to know. 
Good to know. Good to know. You have been here in our uh, conference uh, um, a few times, I think. I think two times, and also, except from that, I have been there for uh, several trainings uh, other than the conference. So I have visited your country, I think, more than five times. Oh, and good. also, yeah, on on uh, by the way, on Sunday I am coming again. So I'm on Sunday. I will be yeah, flying to, to Lisbon. <laughs> so if we knew, we could require yeah, it. Let's say live. Yeah, physically. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so let's let's start um, by by asking you, um, in your perspective, in your experience, why should any team consider investing in mobile? I think world is mobile, so uh, anything related to uh, digital or, or or software, I think, pass through the the mobile channel. It is not like uh, in in 2000, early 2000 or 2010, uh, where those devices were mostly used uh, like uh, telephone. But yeah, I think for the for the uh, maybe more than last 10 years uh, we are heavily using those maybe you you know that statistics it says that on october 2016 the internet usage of mobile devices surpasses uh, laptops and pcs mm -hmm. which is a strong indicator that mobile is not a channel right now but the uh, uh, the main interface and the main uh, thing in our world even we currently do not approach it with that term only mobility but we try to call it smart mobility not only mobility but smart mobility so so everyone is mobile everything is remote so so many uh, remote working uh, companies are uh, on board so you cannot avoid it Mobility is the yeah. Is the thing. That's that's an excellent point. Actually, mobile changing from mobile to mobility, uh, with uh, let's say all these changes that happened recently, even push that further. Yeah, and like you said, uh, the shift happened with smart devices. Well, now we have smart uh, devices that enables us to do other things, and we are all connected because of it. But it brings also um, um, a question or a doubt that is, well, we have a lot of versions. So mobile is so dispersed with the versions, operating systems, and a lot of fragmentation. So how can the teams uh, deal with that? What, how do they know how, uh, where should they, should they invest their time in, in testing? Yeah, very nice and complex question. To be honest, so yeah, that that fragmentation, uh, diversity in mobility is, I think, the number one issue, and it was uh, the case ten years ago. It is the case currently. We have a lot of different devices. Last year, there were more than fifteen thousand Android devices that you can buy from market. So just I'm underlining it again: fifteen thousand. Okay. different devices if i would ask you just count me some maybe you will end up counting 10 or 15 or 20 but yeah you will have 
more and more waiting for you. So that that side. Also, we have different platforms, as you have said. Currently, maybe Android and iOS is the are the main platforms, but mm-hmm. we still do have some others which are uh, getting smaller day by day. But yeah, okay, still we have different platforms. And uh, how can we deal with that? I think we need to start by thinking the test principles. When we are teaching ISTQB foundation level, there is a very famous test principle telling you that you cannot test everything. So you cannot 100% test uh, anything, anything in the world. Even you feel that you have enough time. When the time is up and you are done with testing, if I would ask you, if you have a little bit more time, can you do more testing? The answer is always yes. So there is no ending. Is it like an infinite journey testing? So you need to first understand this. You cannot test everything. You cannot test all the all the different platforms, devices, and uh, screen types, and displays, and resolutions. So you need to uh, do selective testing. In order to do good selective testing, in my book, I have addressed it in a in a perspective. Uh, that was a book from I think it, it is now six years old but still we have the problem I advise mm-hmm. people to, to categorize their mobile devices into three the first category is the main category where the, the mobile devices are inevitable for you so you need to uh, include I, I tend to tell people that you need to put their three devices and you need to do 100% of your test cases in those regions. So when you come to the second category, it is like a backup stage where you have market devices, could be from five to 10 devices in which you can run one fifth of your test cases. Just 20% of your test cases would be enough. And the other mess portfolio, which are like on the sweeping side, on the third layer, you can have even more than 10, 10 to 15 devices. And I would advise people to do just 5% of their test cases on those devices. So it means that if you are uh, delivering an application and your this device diversity is so critical for you, you need to do that selection. And in order to do that selection, of course, you need to base your uh, approach on data so you need to know where you are doing testing you need to know in which country which region for what kind of applications so that you need to go for the statistics we are using locally some statistical uh, uh, entities in my country for instance that that when you pay them they gave you the statistics for mobile usage for any industry and domain. Also, there are global players like Statista. If you want to learn which device is very popular in Portugal, for instance, it will tell you the top 10. So based on those uh, data and popularity, you can act. That is my first step uh, into selection. So uh, I, I was going to ask you about 
how to depict, let's say, the mobile testing approach to cover this fragmentation. You already mentioned this aspect of uh, categorization and also knowing the a bit more about the numbers and the context um, for the the place where we are at and also the domain. Um, but are there any, let's say, other um, factors that you should have in mind in terms of uh, thinking of uh, the mobile testing approach? For example, we were talking about fragmentation, also about, for example, the version of the, uh, in terms of the operation operating systems, for example. Do I, do I also consider yeah. that? Yeah, of course. You, you need to check each and every dimension, which operating is system is using being used more which mm -hmm. screen resolution is uh, which device so device is one fragmentation uh, resolution is another uh, operating system is another one uh, so there are many but in most cases what we do is we try to understand the the context what kind of application are we testing and in what industry we are in and what types of devices are currently uh, heavily used in this uh, portfolio. Some applications we are lucky because they just support several devices with, with some very specific features but if it is an uh, App Store or Google Play Store application that is available for every, every device then yeah you need to you need to check what people are using, then act accordingly. Uh, so mm -hmm. in the end, you cannot test everything. So currently, yeah. I think in, in, in years passing by, what we do is we skip more and more devices. Uh, we just skip them and maybe we mm -hmm. do more player-based testing. I don't know because our tests currently occupy less and less percentage. I see that uh, very drastically and, and dramatically. We are testing less, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I, I remember my first approach to the, the my first testing approach for mobile was actually based on um, complaints. So the, the oh, users that have more complaints, we, tr we tried first to test to prevent it. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because we didn't have those data yet. Uh, a lot of years back, uh, yeah, those data yeah. yet back, we we didn't even know what were the devices that our user were using, so we were based on uh, complaints. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's not it, a good it is thing. so smart, uh, Cristiano. That is, that is a chapter in my book. Also, I tell people that when you start mobile testing, first go to the App Store ratings and see what yeah. kind of reports. Uh, are there and uh, also even with the current uh, uh, features you can even know what device uh, the, the complaint is coming from yeah. uh, from what region what language so you we are lucky so that yeah, we have all, all the statistics is... yes 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 yeah but if, uh, yeah before before uh, we forget and since you already mentioned your book can you just tell us the name of the book so the listeners can uh, check them? Yeah, just themselves? very briefly, mobile testing tips. Awesome. So, yeah, coming back to the to what we were talking about, I I remember that at the time uh, that experience based on complaints, uh, we didn't have like a native 
application. We didn't have uh, an application available for for the user, so it was kind of a hybrid kind of thing or a web. Actually, it was a web application that was adaptive and uh, will adapt to the, to the screen. But regarding this mobile applications, we know that we have like native applications, hybrid applications or web applications that adapt to, to the screen. So what are the differences that we uh, may have between this kind of um, approaches? Yeah, is also another debate uh, for many software development companies, whether they need to go for a hybrid application or uh, a native application or web is always a, a selection process. Mm -hmm. For sure, in order to use uh, all the device features and be 100% compliant to the platform, uh, you need to go for native uh, applications. With native applications, you will have uh, the best pictures, you will have the best design, you will have the best fitting uh, objects, and you are making use of all the uh, ecosystem uh, functionality, for sure, without any questions. But on the backend side, on the development perspective, you are you need to hire more people you because that most of the iOS developers they are not that into uh, Android development and <laughs> vice versa yeah. so that you need to have more people in your teams you need to have more defects you need to have maybe double maintenance efforts because that you have two different applications currently we have also cross uh, functional development platforms so that you just code once and your uh, application could be uh, even an Android application or an iOS application. But still, if you go for native, that is the uh, the headache. But also you have uh, mm -hmm. better features and better orientation. For web, yeah, is is also web is very known. Uh, as you said, yeah. responsive and adaptive designs, uh, you have uh, better options for testing. Do you know, uh, in, in software development courses, we uh, teach mm -hmm. developers the concept of testability, which is, I think, a very critical concept. In everything you do in this world, you need to make it testable, anything you do in your private life as well. So testability is, I think, the uh, very fitting uh, objective for, for, for everything. You can apply it to every, everywhere. So testability, you need to, when, when picking the uh, application type, whether it is native or hybrid or uh, web application, you need to also think for the test side. So with what applications shall I test this uh, software you need to also know that by selecting a web application of course your portfolio is broader but if you go for a native solution especially for ios there are limitations you know it so that uh, you need to have some orchestration you need to have some uh, tool orientation issues security things and so on yeah that is a little bit messy Web applications yeah. are easier to test, easier to automate, uh, for sure. That is the, the testing side. But there are so many 
uh, and as I've said, mm-hmm. device features like vibration, lights, all the uh, sensors, they are more applicable to native applications. You can use them more efficiently there. So, yeah, if you have money and time and resources uh, and a good test team, you need to go for native applications is yeah. my perspective. So, I, I remember two two pains also going to, to native applications that, that you, you didn't refer, but I, I felt it in, in, in the skin that is the, the release process. You, you, you touched it. It's really different because you have a marketplace that you need to adhere to. You have waiting times because of that. And when an error occurs, we need to read, re, re, repurpose the, the application and make it available again. And that takes time and that uh, a lot of approvals. And also the adaptation of your system, because sometimes you build your system as um, towards a web application and now you have mobile that comes into play. So it's a matter of making microservices available for mobile and they have to have a high um, availability and all of those things also change. So this these two point pain points also uh, make a difference when you choose those, those I strategies. Agree. So, yeah. App Store is uh, a pain of all the, pain. Time. <laughs> all, all the time. Especially uh, Apple side is Yeah. Uh, more sophisticated and longer waiting times and uh, I agree so on the development side starting from design planning to delivery you have yeah. uh, a different approach so you have different steps you need to yeah, yeah. take care of all those things so so uh, Barish uh, and think you already touched a bit on this in terms of testing strategy for the differences for native hybrid and web applications um, uh, of course native as you mentioned you have uh, you have to deal with more uh, bro- uh, broader perhaps scope of um, sensors of features uh, because uh, the applications would support that um, you want to let's say uh, highlight other difference in terms of uh, in terms of testing strategy for this, this, these different types of Uh, applications yeah of course when we talk about uh, different platforms we have we, we need to do different testing for different platforms for instance uh, some uh, compliance issues they are different in native applications and web applications when you do uh, interruption testing or you, you mean sorry for interrupting Barish. Yeah, you no. mean compliance with the marketplace or um... compliance with the marketplace compliance with the device features compliance mm-hmm. with with 4g 5g networks and so on because that your features are diverse you need to uh, apply for different uh, Uh, standards you need to follow different procedures in in native also in native applications you will have more uh, diversity in your features so that you need to do maybe you need to do more testing again your testing time would be more because in in web application maybe you already have a have just an application which can run in even in mobile then you have you are spending less and less resources for that uh, 
for the for the mobile side but for native they are also doubling and for each and every device there are device specific things you need to consider for instance interruptions while you are using an application whether a call is coming or you are inter- interrupted by an sms message or the the battery usage goes under 5% or you are using the device with an eSIM or not so contextual testing i call it so with each and every platform there are contextual differences the the the, the device itself is operating differently iphone is not operating as the same way as a as a samsung uh, ultra uh, device so that they they have different resource management they have different battery management they have different uh, uh, memory management and also installation uninstallation uh, the, the the space the the memory space they use they occupy whether you are running an application from the internal memory or an external memory uh, also their accessibility features are different their uh, so many features are different let me sum up so you need to mm-hmm. take care of all those things as well in most cases we just focus on the functionality of the mobile mobile application we just go for that what we skip is we skip the platforms platform specific specifics things yeah. which is bringing you the context without context you know testing is just a dull process which cannot you are not sure that your application will run smoothly if you omit all the platform specific uh, things then your testing is contextually uh, not fitting so that is i think the most important thing in native or or hybrid or web applications let, let me take that and uh, make the next question relate precisely with the shift uh, of context whenever we think about testing in general and then we focus just on mobile testing um we have this change or let's say this Uh, change the generic change from testing in general to mobile testing. What are the major difference when, whenever you think about uh, thinking mobile testing versus testing in general? Testing in general, yeah. For for me, from my perspective, yeah. testing is testing. Mobility is context. So uh, whether it is mobile testing or whether it is you are testing an embedded software or some other thing uh, from a terminal mostly most of the things doesn't change but there are things that that come with that context so you have contextual differences as i have mentioned before for instance when when i am visiting a company they most of the time they are proud of their mobile test labs so that they invite me to those places we go there and i visit the labs i see everyone is stationary sitting on a table the devices <laughs> the devices are always 100% batteries they are connected to uh, electricity all the time uh, and uh, they don't use With wifi <laughs> yeah they don't have any sim cards 
they just <laughs> don't use mobile network. They have a great mm-hmm. bandwidth with internet. So from that perspective, I criticize those companies. So where you need to do mobile testing while you are on the move. Am I right? Some at least yeah. some portion of your testing should be done while you are on the go. Maybe while you are traveling in a bus or you are in a very dark place or you are using an elevator or you are out dining with friends. So that that is bringing you the contextual differences. Very lately, we, we I have been involved as a as a consultant in a project where they were building a mobile uh, application uh, for a tablet, uh, and that that tablet will be used in a factory. So mm-hmm. there is a voice command in the in the tablet. They said that we have tested it purely; it runs perfectly. But when they <laughs> use it in factory, it doesn't run. Do you know why? Because of the <laughs> voice. So the decibel level of the voice in the factory is more than 100 decibels. But if you test it in your bedroom with 40 decibels, of course, it is contextually not fitting. Am I right? So there are yeah. those things when I compare it manual testing. And the, um, let me also try to give you a slightly different perspective on that. So you mentioned... Um, uh this difference due to the external let's say context but also users are they have let's say different kind of needs right uh, because a, mo- a mobile user i mean from the expectation of performance you already expect that you to open a mobile app and it should really open really fast or else you just basically uninstall it right for sure you, that is one another crazy dimension the user yes. side <laughs> of course of course of course so users when you are using a, a for instance web application sitting on a chair uh, in your pc maybe you can wait for three four five seconds but there is a survey they do it they they repeat it every year they ask mobile users uh, average on on average in uh, in what time you expect a mobile application to respond to your uh, uh, triggers. And mm-hmm. more than 70% of people said under one second. And the rest is around under two seconds. So you you you, you see the impatience in, in, in mobile side. And also in yeah. mobility, they ask people, uh, with how many bugs are... Uh, do you delete a mobile application? Yeah, you just get rid of a mobile application by seeing how many bugs. They say only one. One is enough. If I see the second bug, I remove the application. That is why more than 95% of applications are used only once for users, which is like a mobile application graveyard. There are so many applications in the graveyard already that we don't use them because we don't have that patience. We don't accept bugs. In mobile zone, even we we, we push harder as users. So these are, yeah, again, very critical. It's another. I mentioned. I agree. Yeah. 
and that that crazy dimension also changes with generations because I know my kids are expecting everything to be touch now they they want to touch they they reach my my laptop and they try to scroll down and up with their fingers and it's it doesn't work so expectations of generations is also also different but coming back to to testing in mobile i i remember back in the day that one of the big pains that we have was mobile availability so we don't have the devices available that we want to test because they are expensive to to purchase. So we try to use emulators. And at that time, emulators were not that great because sometimes it worked on an emulator, but then we install on the on the physical device and it's it doesn't have the same experience. From your experience, do you think that emulators now are are evolved enough that are that they are enough to do validation only based on emulators? I think yes, we are yeah. in a in a good phase in in emulators. Emulators are not like they are ten uh, years ago; they are evolving day by day. Is 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 uh, maybe more than ninety eight percent is the same thing, but of course mm-hmm. they are not real devices. We need to know that. So for my approach is uh, like this. When you are doing a low-level testing, like unit testing, integration testing, API testing, you don't need a real device, basically. Mm-hmm. You can do yeah. everything on emulators, which will also broaden your portfolio of devices when you do lower-level testing. But when you come to the higher levels, like when you are in the UI level, then you can go for the real devices as well as emulators, not purely depend on emulators but you can add some real devices but still uh, on the whole most of the testing are being on the on the emulators it should be if you are supporting the whole portfolio you should have more emulators than you have uh, real devices because real devices they are still expensive maybe more than uh, the past and you mm-hmm. cannot obtain everything Every year, it is a great... Okay, also, there are device farms. There are cloud services. You don't just uh, depend on emulators for sure. Uh, you can uh, buy a, a device farm from a cloud service where you also have a physical device in the cloud. So they just yeah. give you a physical device, which is like a hybrid ap- uh, approach. You don't own the device, but still it is a uh, physical device, but it is in the cloud. So with this three approach, I think we are we have enough resources. So if you act smart, I think you are in a on a right yeah. track. You can build up confidence with all of those yes, strategies. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And and do you think that um, you talked about different types of tests? Do you think that automation is enough to cover your mobile application, or you still need to have some human manual validations over there? Yeah, this is one big debate, guys. <laughs> yeah. Not only for mobile, yeah, yeah, for for, for testing itself. And yeah, I was yeah. uh, I was a, a strong defender of uh, human testing. Maybe I am a little bit losing power day by day, but how couldn't I? You know, 
all the domains and industries are would be replaced by artificial intelligence. In the end, you cannot avoid it. So all the expert systems, from my perspective, maybe within 30, 40, 50 years, they will be replaced by AI without any doubt. That is my perspective. So testing would also be there. But currently, I don't replace automation with manual testing. I use uh, both sides. For me, currently, I use automation for betterment of manual testing. I use test automation in order to make my manual testing better so that I will spend less time but more efficient time, more effective time so that I will spend less and less manual test time but that time is very valuable for me. I am creating a lot of outcome with that time. And the rest is on the automation side, the redundancy, repetitive tasks and so on. Mobility, when it was first in the picture, we were lack of solutions. Currently, I think we have lots of uh, automation solutions in, in, in mobility as well, together with the device farms. So you can just find your fitting solution and uh, go for it. I think we are in a good shape from that perspective. Mm -hmm. But automation, from my perspective, is currently not the main thing so thank you thank you for being here with us barish it was really uh, a pleasure and i think we are uh, we all have now a better understanding about approaching mobile testing so many clues for us to uh, think about thank you so much again for inviting me for having me here for those uh, very smart questions also they are they are hard to to answer for sure Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, thank you. Before ending our episode, it's time for some vitamins. We know that in general, they are good for our, our health. In this case, we'll be talking about vitamin X, where X stands for X-ray. With X-ray, you will be able to define mobile tests and bring the right visibility to them, either by defining manual scripted tests, exploratory tests, or by gathering results from automation, including tailored automated tests for mobile. Now that everyone has a common ground to discuss the mobile approach, it is possible to ignite the mobile-first mentality that will elevate your product quality. For X-Ray, mobile tests are just another type of test you can perform and track at the release level or at the story level. That means you will be able to define, plan, prioritize, and execute them, and in the end, have full traceability so no mobile issue gets lost in the way. And we have reached the end of the episode. And as we have seen, mobile cannot be a secondary concern because we see mobile usage growing every day. Nowadays, everyone has a device, so we must be able to deliver the best possible experience to those users. Like everything, the sooner you invest in mobile and put together a mobile strategy, the less it will cost you and your teams to cope with it. Bear in mind that a mentality change is hard to accomplish, but if you manage to start with small changes, they will make the transition to a mobile-first approach easier. So see you in our next therapy session. Happy testing! Happy testing! <laughs>